0: b Pod Studios.
1: The Felger and Mass Podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: Are you ready for this? It's Felger and Mass. Stupid my God. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 985 The Sports Hub.
0: The bottom line is. The Dolphins pull it off. They go to New England. They get the win. And Tua is now 5-0 and against Bill Belichick. Yeah. And I know that it's not just him. Sure, But at a certain point, when you have one specific quarterback going against one specific team, and that quarterback's team keeps winning and winning and winning and winning, at some point you say, especially when it's Bill Belichick, you say, holy crap.
3: This, yeah. is, this is significant. Lot, like right.
0: five, and, when you get to five, that's when you start to say something weird is going on here, that, that this guy playing for this team consistently has the number of the greatest coach in NFL history.
1: All right, hi, everybody. Welcome into the program. It's program, Maserati, on Tuesday, September 19th. That means it's a big boy Tuesday. The big boy being Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal joins us in our Town for Tire Studios alongside Murray and Maz. How's everybody doing? Good. 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 So, uh, big boy, I started with that the cut from Florio and Sims because I'm glad it's being framed as Tua Tungavailoa versus Belichick. That's how I felt going into the game, that this Miami offense and Tua, the co-MVP favorite in the league, was getting all this hype. And uh, it was really not going to be Tua Tungavailoa versus Mac Jones. It's Tua Tungavailoa versus Bill Belichick. When we came out of this game, would we be – and would the national media, would the narrative be Miami's the hot thing or would it be that Belichick, once again, because he still has his fastball, stops it's in it in stopped it in its tracks? And it's the first thing. Tua Tungavailoa owns Bill Belichick or has passed him by or that Dolphins team has passed him by. But either way, to me, the story is Bill Belichick, Greg, which I think you might concur, and that's why we start there. Your thoughts?
4: Well, there's st- – Yes, I would agree with that. And, and there's two different areas where I think this is about Bill Belichick. Number one, his refusal to uh, stockpile the offense with any sort of weapons to match these other teams. I mean, they are just – the Patriots offense is is com- uh, competing at a deficit uh, on offense. Defensively, you can now add Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins to Josh Allen and the Bills in terms of teams just in their own division that they don't compete with anymore on defense. Their game plan against the Dolphins and I don't think it had a lot to do with any injuries, Jonathan Jones, later Marcus Jones, I think this was the same this was the same plan going in. They basically played three deep safeties to come out in this game and basically said don't don't hurt us. Don't make the big play. They didn't try to force any plays, they didn't try to uh, there was no aggression. They are now being dictated to by the opponent, and that's the best part of their team. Their defense is supposed to be the best part of their team, and it is the best part of their team. Yeah, you can't come up with anything else other than we hope you make a mistake. We hope you turn the ball over, and and the Dolphins were complicit a little bit. I don't think the Patriots stopped, other than the first drive of the second half. When they did have a nice little, they, they doubled Waddle, they hit Tyreek Hill off the line, they got the coverage sack from Matthew Judon. That was the first time in the play, in the game, that the Patriots made a play on defense. Other than that, it was the Dolphins taking themselves out. First drive, two a, of to a falls, leads to a field goal. They had a guy open in a flat, but he just tripped. Touchdown. Third drive, two of missed throws on second and third down. Fourth drive, Touchdown. Fifth drive was the Judon sack. Sixth drive, holding penalty. Seventh drive, Waddle drop, and Tyreek Hill trips on third down. Eighth drive, the interception, badly underthrown. He was open. If Tua throws that on a line, probably a touchdown. But he threw it up in the air. Gonzalez made a great play to high point the ball. Then the Moser touchdown. And then on the tenth drive, Tua fumbled the snap. They were going to go for it, even if they didn't get it on fourth, fourth and one. But because it was fourth and three, they go for the field goal. So the Patriots, just in their own division, don't play don't play defense anymore against the Bills and the Dolphins. They just try to hold up and, ch- and just try to keep the score down. That's all they try to do now.
5: I mean, that's what sort it of felt like to me in that game. I, I, I thought that the, the whole thing was designed to basically make Miami drive down the
1: field. I'm not going to give you my analogy again but you know what it is. Oh, yeah, you're you're a pickleball game. The uh, uh, Greg Bedard writes, uh, the this Mac Jones season, at least through two games, might be the nail in the coffin for Bill Belichick as head of football operations. Discuss. <laughs>
4: I figured, I probably didn't word that exactly No, you, right were, it you, you, you worded it perfectly. Well, no, Don't block it, it back. Well, and, perfect. It's perfect. It's similar to the, the column that I wrote after they didn't get DeAndre Hopkins. And it wasn't about DeAndre Hopkins. It was about not giving the offense and specifically Mac Jones what he needs and I've heard you guys talk about it. I completely agree. There's there's two ways to go about this. Either you have the elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes who can just make do with anything like you had with Tom Brady. Or you have a more middling to, you know, top 10 top 12ish quarterback and you prop them up with talent. And Bills decided to go the approach of neither, which leads to 0 and 2 and a bad offense. I mean, that's where they are, and that I mean, I I feel bad for Mac. I think Mac has played winning football in the first two games. I think he has played winning football now in dating back to last year. I think it's five straight games and six of seven, according to my you know what, uh, how I grade the film. And he just has nothing to work with. It's very similar, and it's not just Mac Jones. This reminds me of the 2019 Patriots season when tom knew he didn't have anything and they just they, everything has to be perfect i mean if if you took the two quarterbacks and you graded them side by side you would probably say mac jones and tua had the same number of really nice throws mac might have even had more against all the pressure that he was facing i mean tua just got rid of the ball in 2 seconds patriots never got near him cuz the patriots are just playing deep guys can run free all over the place he has his choice of options so much harder for Mac, and Matt, Tua made mistakes. You know the interception. Both of them had interceptions. Both of them had throws. I I had I think I had Mac for you know four or five throws that I didn't like or decisions. Tua was similar, but because they have talent, because they can catch a a, a pass behind the line of scrimmage or a little hitch and go twenty six yards, it's easier for them and it's all because of Bill's personnel decisions and the way he does this team. And if it doesn't work this year, and this is this is what I said at the time of the Hopkins decision. And you can't tell me if they didn't have De- if they had DeAndre Hopkins and Jacoby Myers, the Patriots might be two and Or something similar to that. But you know, where they are right now, if it, this is what I said at the time of the Hopkins thing, that if Fine, Bill's made his choice. This is the way he wants to build the team, just like he did in 1994, just like he did in 2001. He's ignoring that the game has changed. He doesn't think the game has changed, the essence of the game. This is the litmus test. If it doesn't work this year, you could say Bill's out of touch. Bill's out of time. It's time to go
1: in a new direction. Who else is being hung out to dry by the lack of talent on this team? Bill O'Brien. I
4: mean, you could just tell. his, His game plans tell you, we can't block. I mean, there's no play action. There's, I mean, it's just it's dink and dunk all over the place, and I don't think that's play calling. You know, if, if if Billy thought that they could block it up or that they could run the ball or that they could win up front, you know, they'd be doing some more things. But his game plans in the first two day, uh, games basically tell you we have no shot. Our only shot is to try to get the ball out quick. Maybe they miss some tackles. Maybe we make some guys miss. That's the only chance we have. And we'll we'll take the occasional shot play. And, you know, Max made some really nice throws on that. Some of them haven't been great. I mean, the Kendrick Bourne play down the left sideline, you know, if that's an upper echelon. I mean, look at the Saints game last night. Uh, Chris Olave, oh, yeah. same play. What a catch. Makes the catch. It was probably more difficult than Kendrick oh, Bourne's oh, was. No.
1: I was looking at the... Didn't Michael Thompson have one, uh, Michael Thomas, Thomas, where he landed on his tush? They originally yes, called him out, yes. and then he, you know, the same guy, I don't know if you saw it, Craig, but it was another, you know, deep ball boundary play where he made the grab on the sidelines. He got his ass in bounds. Uh, yeah, so proceed. And, and so that just shows you,
4: you know, the Patriots are trying to make do with middling talent, and other people are making plays with better talent. I mean, you, you get what you pay for. You get what you put in, and they put nothing into the offense, and this is what you get. Since we're talking
5: about games last night, how'd you like Got George Pickens running down the field and smoking everybody right off the grid?
1: Okay, I don't know how much smoking the Steelers offense is doing, but uh, yeah, I mean, the million guys out there feels like are making plays at the receiver position, and you don't have any of them. Who did Bill remind you of at the end of this game? At the end of the day, who, who did he remind you of?
4: I was getting, you know, late-career Don Shula vibes mm-hmm. in this game. You know, the old man barking on the sideline, barking at the officials, like, looking for any breaks, like, you know, I can't get any break. You know, it's just... I don't know. I it, it, this, this was the first time... I mean, I think there was one time last year where I got the same sort of vibe, but this, this game, I looked at it, and I'm just like, yeah, it kind of feels like this is getting to the end of the line.
1: And you tied into how he handled Demario Douglas in that game.
4: Oh, I mean... I could go on and on go, about this. Go on and on. I mean, it's it, it's it's patently ridiculous. First of all, and the most important point is, this is a kid who's a six-round pick out of Liberty who shouldn't even be playing. He's playing because of Bill's decisions on personnel, that he left them short at receiver, that they need a six-round kid from a small school to come in and play. It's the second game of his career. It's Sunday night football. You know, I'm sorry that, first of all, he's the only guy who makes any plays. I had a Dolphins player tell me he's the best player on their offense. <laughs> and Bill took him out of the game. I mean, he, he catches one pass, makes a couple guys miss, gets nine yards.
1: Then he catches uh, another. On third and seven, I'll just one wanna... On third and seven. He picked up the first time. Go yep. ahead. Then he catches that ball over the middle. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. He, he catches that ball over the middle.
4: He stops on a dime. Everybody goes by him and he's and he's going to make a play. You know, sorry that he didn't know Bradley Chubb, who's six foot five and whatever, is chasing him down. And Nick Cattle's on our pod today made a good point. I didn't consider this. How about you play Demario Douglas in the freaking
1: preseason to get him ready for NFL games? Well, the story there is that Nick Cattle's made a good point. Yes, no, no question. That's the story. That's the lead right there.
5: Absolutely, yeah. The, the first. But- <laughs>
2: this is breaking sports news. solid <laughs> <laughs> by Instant Oil Change On Anyways, Live.
1: can we get back well, to no, the point? No, that was a needless shot. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I th- love yeah. you, Nick. Man, a- every shot's a needless. Good, shot. Go ahead. That was needless. But you know, the, the kid made
4: an aggressive mistake. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna kill your team. You go out there, so you bench him. Kendrick Bourne only plays like 38 of 74 snaps. Why? Because he doesn't know where the hell he's going half the time, which again continued in this game. And so you go out there, you're trying to come back against the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell with freaking 12 personnel, two tight ends, and Juju Smith-Schuster's out there, he can't run. Devondae Parker's getting shoved out of bounds. I mean, it's a freaking joke what they are going out there with on offense. And people want to rip Mac Jones... Want to be make it about Matt? He's just not good enough. He shouldn't. I mean, come on,
1: be real. They can't block and they have no receivers. Other than that, they're dialed in and ready to go. Other than that, how'd you enjoy the game, uh, Craig? <laughs> so uh, wow. two games into the season, I'm already like. Okay, we've covered a bunch of it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Calls with Bedard six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five two. Right after this. <laughs>
2: Michael Felger is the man. I'm
1: the freaking
2: man. At least he thinks
1: so. Why wouldn't you want me? Why shouldn't you want me? The audience,
2: eh, not so
1: much. You know how ridiculous you sound. It's the man and man. You tools don't know what you're talking
0: about. 98.5 The Sports Hub. But when I look at Miami, I think the thing that really jumps out to me, you can see the coaching. You can see it—the scheming, the adaptability, the motion, the situational play calling. You can see how good the coaching is. And I was watching that last night, and I'm thinking Mac Jones and all these young quarterbacks that have defensive head coaches have got to be looking at this, thinking, "Man, that would be fun." And that they, that that offense is just nuts. It's just so much fun. It's the best watch in the NFL. Uh, it's all run by Tua. Uh, I think Mike McDaniel did something very early, and I, this is something I banged on Belichick. When he got Tua, who'd been beat up physically and emotionally, he just wrapped his arms around Tua and said, young guy, we're going to ride you here for a couple years. I think you're great. Belichick, I mean, you know, he's yelling at refs on helmet-to-helmet hits. He sees it. He's smart enough to see it. He doesn't have a chance. He looks like a 1994 offense. They don't have a speed receiver. It's a lot of possession, guys. They have to drive down the field to score. There's no juice, no energy.
1: Colin Coward saying how the Dolphins look, how you look. And I'm glad. I, I think the I, – I thought – I mean, it's because the way I looked at it. I don't know, that It was really that new Miami offense versus Belichick, and it wasn't really a Mac Jones thing. And I think the game sort of bored out that way. That wasn't, a, that wasn't Tunga-Vailoa versus Jones. That was McDaniel, Tunga-Vailoa, the modern NFL, versus Bill Belichick. And you're behind. You're just way behind. 5-0. And, oh. and They run the stats like the quarterbacks with the best career records against Belichick. John Elway was 4-0. Oh. I guess it's going obviously to Cleveland. or I don't know if they include Giants stuff in there. I don't know. Uh, and I can't even remember who else was on there. Someone was three and one. Another old timer. Tua Tungavailoa, five and o. Mm-hmm. Five and o. So as Greg said, you know, forget Josh Allen. And I see, I, I think the Miami thing is much more telling. And I'll tell you why. Cause I I I maybe I'm overstating this, I'll say that up front, but I do feel like Buffalo is really a Josh Allen problem. Like he's just a singular special yep. individual mm-hmm. talent. And they got him, and so they're better than you, and it's a Josh Allen thing. Tua, as much as I like him, he's not special. No. Okay, but it's scheme. It's how they built around him. It's the approach. It's the philosophy. It's the offensive scheme, and it's tongue of violence. It's like everything. It's not just we just got a guy. It's like the whole thing. The whole approach is sort of with the Joneses in the NFL, and you are not. And that's why I feel like the Ma- the Miami, the fact that Miami's past you is even more significant to me, Greg. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I mean
4: you know I, I agree with that i mean i just think you know the patriots i you know the opening drives um you know of the first half and the second half and and i heard bill o'brien talk today and and he was right you know they move the ball at times but the, and this goes to the whole season and this is what i wrote my column on the, the day of the first game that i i picked the patriots 7 and 10 before the season 8 and 9 now that Adrian, uh, aaron rodgers is out and i just said their margin of error that they've left them in, you know, in terms of offensively, but also, you know, their depth at certain places like cornerback, which we saw uh, crop up in recent weeks, it's the, the margin of error is too thin. You, you look at their offense, they come out and five yards, four yards, six yards, eight yards, nine yards like this is this is good offense for the Patriots. And then guess what happens? It's like going back to the, you know, the old grenade offense, you know, when like Cam Newton was here. Then all of a sudden, Cole Strange misses a run block, minus two. Then he blows a sack, minus nine. Now it's third and 21, and now that now they have a screen pass, which Cole Strange also misses the block on. And they're done. And it was the same way to open up the second half. You know, they come out, and, you know, it's 17-3, to three, a run for nine yards, a uh, Mac goes up the middle for four, short pass for nine. Here they are. They're in Miami territory. They're at the, they're they're at the forty-two. It's second and one. They can't block up. Stevenson goes for no gain. Even I I thought he was poor on that. I thought there was room for him to hit it up in there. You know, no shot play. If they had confidence in their blocking, that's a perfect time and perfect place to take a shot play. You're down seventeen to three. Hey, play action up top. No, you don't want the quarterback turning around because you can't block anything. Against a team a front that couldn't stop anything against the Chargers the week before. And then on third and one, they go toss play. And I to me, I thought Pharaoh Brown missed. A block. I thought it was supposed to be a pin pull, but no execution. Boom, you're done. Now they're punting. Bill doesn't go forward on fourth and five. He punts. Now you're out. Everything has to be perfect. Did
1: Mac Jones audible into that pitch on third and one? I'll have to look at the I'll look at the film Because the there was a play there where I thought that he did where I was like, well, you just audible into a bad thing. Well the thing was I remember like that. It, it,
4: that on that play, I think he did check into that. And it was there. The problem was so you had Calvin Anderson and Pharaoh Brown, two new guys who haven't practiced a lot. Farrell Brown's been here like two weeks. And so they both swing outside. They both pull, and that allows Javon Holland just comes in and makes the tackle. Normally on that, somebody, it's a pin pull. Farrell Brown blocks down on Holland. Calvin Anderson pulls around. And if if they executed, if they had real players there, instead of just a guy just signed like last week, they execute that, and they keep going. But everything has to be perfect on offense because nothing comes easy. Nobody, and the one guy who's going to possibly take the ball 60, 70 yards to the house, he's sitting on a bench because he fumbled.
1: It's a joke. And one of the things you just said there, Bill O'Brien spoke to, he actually admitted to, they don't want Mac Jones turning his back to the defense because they're so scared of the offensive line. You know Mac Jones has hardly thrown any passes this year from under center? He's been out of the yep. shotgun. And there's been hardly any yeah. uh, play action from out of sight. It's all RPO stuff. I think this week he was
4: 10 out of 10 handing off under center. So, like, talk a- about a tell. Against a team that got their ass run over the week before by the Chargers.
1: This is like back to JV uh, crap. And, again, you can blame Bill O'Brien or not. Are they doing it out of necessity? But... When he's under center, he doesn't throw.
5: Right. Well he only throws
1: out a shotgun and there's no play action under center. It's all the this gun run crap that I just I'm so sick to death of. Yeah, it all goes back to Bill
5: because they can't block. They can't block. He didn't go out and get offensive line help. Not real help. They can't block.
1: Okay, I promise. Your calls and three up, three
0: down right after the update. Join Planet Fitness and get the PF Black Card. Access 2,000-plus locations and bring a friend. $1 down, $24.99 a month. Join in-club or online and get the PF Black Card today. See club for details.
2: Now, more of Felger and Mads. Now on, on, on the Sports Hub. And now, it's time for three- Touchdown, Patriots! It's by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take
3: more of this, please.
2: Three down.
3: Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With
2: Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's
5: a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail.
2: On Belgrin, Mass. On 98.5 The Sports Hub.
1: Three up, three down. from Sunday's loss to Miami. It's with Greg Bedard. Presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Three up, three down, three studs, three duds. Who's your number one star from the game, Greg? Matthew Judon.
4: Five impactful plays. The only guy on defense who, you know, made plays consistently. Big shock.
1: Anthony, you want? To oh,
5: up? sorry, I thought he was going to give all three. I actually went Christian Gonzalez. I thought it was a second good game in a row for him, and I know they played a lot of zone. There was a lot of safety help, but he made one of the bigger plays of the game on defense. I think uh, I don't know that the Patriots had what I would call a true number one uh, stud or star in this game, but
4: I'll go with Gonzalez. Number two, Greg, Mac Jones. Uh, he was good in this game. You just wish he had better blocking and more weapons to work with and. You know, you put them on the Dolphins. I think Dolphins are 2-0, and they're doing a lot of the same things on offense. I mean, they you just look at this game. They both played similar in terms of the plays they made, plays they didn't make, the turnover. Two is an MVP candidate. Mac Jones, some people, I think it's more of a minority this week, want to question the quarterback.
5: Mac Jones. I also had him number two again. He wasn't the problem in this game. Okay, third one might be tough.
4: Yeah, it, it is tough, but I'm going to go with Gonzalez for the interception. And and granted, you know, I think it was more akin to catching a punt. And, you know, good job by him catching the ball. I don't think his technique was good on the play. He flipped his hips. If Tua makes a better, play, a better throw on a line, that's probably a touchdown. But he just decided to throw a ball up for grabs. And good job by Gonzalez. And I did think he gave up a play. But overall, um, his coverage is really good. I mean, he... He, he is not lost covering the likes of Tyreek Hill. Now, he didn't have to do it a lot in this game, as Maz said, um, but I am certainly encouraged by what I've seen in the first two weeks.
5: I went Mike Kosicki. I thought he was a factor in this game. He had, what, five catches on six targets or five targets? He was pretty good. Bill I was
1: a, a big fan post game. I was going to say Hunter Henry. Yeah, he yeah, was good too. Like one of those two guys. Yeah, that that's their offense. I mean, between the Whee! two,
5: of them, between the two of them, they had what ten catches? Those two guys and I half expected out of Henry now, but Kasicki factored into that game the other night.
1: Three down. Who's the number one dud? Uh,
4: Calvin Anderson. He was horrible in this game. I mean, he got worked by Van Ginkle, who. The week before, the, the Dolphins had actually made him, moved him from edge, because he used to be a 3 4 outside linebacker. Then they changed schemes under Fangio, and he was a linebacker last week. They moved him to edge this week, and he looked like an all pro next to Calvin Anderson. I
5: couldn't separate
4: Calvin Anderson from Vidarian Lowe, so I put them both together. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Vidarian Lowe was pretty good in this game. Other than the sack, the sack was problematic, but outside, if he didn't give up that sack late, he might've been the T's best offensive lineman in this game.
5: I thought they both sucked. I thought they you they're, would be wrong their as ta- usual. Their tackle play in this game was horrendous,
4: horrendous.
1: Who off number, number two down, Greg, uh,
4: Michael Wenu. um, you know, just because it was more of a play percentage thing. Cause he only played 48 snaps, but you know, he, he wasn't great in this game. I mean, Cole strange, it probably would have been him if they played the same number of snaps but because Cole played 74 snaps, it was a, a little bit of a difference there. Sounds but they were like, close. Sounds like the whole offensive line sucked other than Andrews, if you ask me. And he wasn't great. For him, he wasn't great in this. They, there were so many Patriots offensive linemen on the ground during this game. I've never seen that before. They were just getting their asses whooped up front. As number two, Josh Uche. I thought Uche sucked in this game. I thought Miami ran at him
5: early. They had a lot of success on the offensive left. And I think Uche played only about half the snaps because I think the Patriots quickly came to the realization they couldn't have him out there.
1: Who's the number three dud, Greg?
4: So, Godchow, Ekwale, and whoever decided to do this alignment with Daniel Ekwale playing nose tackle, and, oh, we're going to be really smart. We're going to move Godchow over to N. Yeah, well, the Dolphins just ran away from that and just shoved Ekwale all over the place. Like It was just... Godchow supposedly is one of the best nose tackles in the league. You know, how about you... Play, Have him play nose tackle and not get your ass whooped up front. God, show I had him third. I did. I had him
5: third. I thought he was lousy in this game. Greg's telling me that – what's the guy's name again?
4: Daniel Echewale.
5: Ek, I just can't pronounce it. Ekwale was bad, too. I'm telling you that from the middle of the line to the offensive left of Miami, I thought they got hammered.
4: I, I almost had Kyle Duggar as one of the downs. I mean, he gave up two touchdowns. I mean, look, the the Moser touchdown wasn't exclusively his fault. Ekwale. Bentley Peppers was bad on it, but that's the Devin McCourty position. Come up and make the ta- or at least slow the guy up so it's not a touchdown and then he gave up the touchdown to Hill. You know, Dolphins read the Patriots like a book there. I mean, if
1: you're Duggar, I mean at least like tackle Tyree Kill. Like just don't let him just do whatever he wants. All right, to your thoughts, as promised. Six one seven, 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 nine, zero ninety eight five. Lucas in Maine. Go ahead, Lucas.
0: Hey, yeah. Lucas in Maine here. Um, also a milk. Um, but the offensive line, uh, it, it sucks. But uh, I don't think the offense sucks. Um, O'Brien's scheme works uh, a lot better if you give the QB time. And sure, they could have better skilled players, but um, they can't run the ball and they, they can't do play action. And if they could, I don't know, maybe you know, give Mac Jones maybe two seconds in the pocket.
1: Well, let me ask you something, Lucas. Thanks for the call. Is this Bill O'Brien's scheme? Or is he just doing whatever he can to survive what he thinks is a line that can't I think block? it's
4: triage. I think he is just, you know, the, the game plans to me, certainly against the Eagles, you knew that they were going to have a tough time up front um, with the shape of the offensive line and also the Eagles. This week, it surprised the hell out of me. Look, I, I, I told everybody the Patriots were going to win this game, and easily, because I thought the Patriots were going to bully the Dolphins up front. Now, a couple of things happened. Vic Fangio changed. He he slanted a lot in this game, and it looked like it caught the uh, the the Patriots' offensive linemen completely by surprise. They weren't ready for the amount of sl- slanting and aggressive, uh, you know, linebacker play. I mean, their linebackers were horrible against the Chargers. You didn't even notice them in this game, and so, but I think. O'Brien's just doing triage at this point. That He doesn't know what he's going to get on the offensive line. I mean, between the first week and then this week, you got two new guys coming back in a win and strange who haven't played in forever, and he just doesn't know what he's going to get. Mike in Connecticut, hi. Hey,
5: guys. I was at the game the other day. It was my first time at a game. It was very exciting but also very disappointing. But my question to you, Greg, is do you think Pop Douglas will go the way of Booty and be a healthy scratch, or will they both or one of them get Jonas grade and you owe me 15 bucks. To die. I bet <laughs> on the Pats.
4: Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Um, you know, as far as pop Douglas, um, he better not go the way of that or else uh, I no, am going to no be ranting way. and raving. No today. way. Today was just, you know, a small taste. But what, what's the come. I mean, he is the only guy who can make plays. Juju Sanu is horrible <laughs> on one knee. See what Devon he did there? Hear what he did there, Mass? Oh, yeah, I like it. go ahead. Devontae Parker, you know, Xavier and Howard made him his, I don't want to say it, but, I mean, he just shoved him out of bounds. It's like, people were excited about Devontae Parker. People on the page, they extend him. Do you understand the Dolphins gave you Devontae Parker? Gave you this receiver in the division. They were like, yeah, go ahead. Take him. Because we know he's going to be a punk and we're going to be able to shove him out of bounds and pick off balls when it comes to it. I mean, I I don't hear any of the Patriots receivers saying stink, stank, stunk these days. Do you? Uh, No, I haven't heard that. Are they much better than that right now? Through two weeks?
1: It's a good point, Greg. Have not not quite heard that. What was I just going to... Oh, and this whole thing, the charade that, you know, they made Bill O'Brien play today too with the no, we didn't bench him thing. Which is like such a waste of everyone's time. Like... Does Bill think he's protecting the player or is it protecting himself now? We didn't bench him, you know, because uh, B- Bill has gotten uniformly roasted for this. So is, are they carrying on like this? Well, did you have the Bill O'Brien cut there, uh, Jimmy? I think it's number nine and I, I can't remember which one it is, but he was asked about DeMario Douglas, not even about benching him. And Bill O'Brien had a ready-made squad.
3: Ex- on DeMario Douglas, how do you balance coaching the ball security and, and stressing
4: the importance of that, but making sure he still plays the confidence I remember uh, after Ramondre
3: fumbled in his first game as a rookie, he was saying how he was holding on to the ball too tight when he got back after being inactive a couple games. Yeah, I mean, ball security is, you know, obviously a huge part of what we preach. Um, I would say in the game, I have a lot of confidence in Pop Douglas, uh, as I do all the players that we have. Um uh, I think as the game played out the other day, because of what we did, the packages that we went to, whether we were in no huddle or some of the things that we were doing, it just, it just wasn't pop on the field. It, you know, at the end of the day, I think we, we have to do a better job of continuing to get everybody involved in the game plan throughout the game. And that's what we'll, we'll do. I think pop, pop will learn from what happened on Sunday, but you know, pop has had a really good rookie, uh, you, you know, in my opinion, rookie experience so far from OTAs to training camp to where we are now, Pop has uh, done a lot of really good things. Okay, I mean, that's
1: enough, but it's about the packages and the two-minute, and, you know, so it's like that came from Bill. Well, I mean, I don't even know if it needs to because O'Brien knows how it works down there. Belichick says something, we all better follow suit or else. So Belichick wouldn't cop to benching Demario Douglas after the game. I think it makes him look worse any more than he's ever copped to Malcolm Butler or was or any of it. I and mean, it's just so obvious what he does. So I said, what a waste of time. So it's to the point where I'm saying, well, is Bill actually trying to protect himself because he's getting ripped for this?
5: But I think it makes him look worse if they sat him because they were going with different personnel groups.
4: You're
1: right about that. I mean, right? it's,
4: look, look that that and I appreciate what Bill Bill O'Brien is doing, and he is protecting his boss or at least co- uh, towing the company line, right? But it's a, it's a complete joke. And this is what happens when Bill Belichick doesn't get up there and take responsibility for his own actions. I mean, you obviously bench the kid. Just say it. You're in charge. It's your show. Just say it, and you know, and you can couch it in a way where it doesn't roast the kid. Be like, you know, yeah, that's not what we're looking for. We didn't, you know, maybe there was something in practice. We just, you know, hey. We just we want
5: believe to move in on. The ki-
1: yeah. We believe in the kid, but this is how we want to run things. Right. Why, simple
5: as that. Why, why, why can't you say what Bill O'Brien just said, which is, hey, look, ball security is number one on the list of things we preach. Number
1: one, particularly with But young- Bill O'Brien did go. He did start with the, You look, it was the packages and the too much is a lie. No, I'm talking about Belichick. No, but O'Brien did the whole spiel too. Yes,
5: yes. So, But again, as you said, it all starts with Belichick. You know, what Belichick should
4: say is own up to it. Listen, the ball security is important. We drill it into the heads of young players. They break the rules. They're coming out. I mean, wh- why would we? I mean, of course, he never took responsibility for what happened last year. He doesn't take re- responsibility for anything that bad happens. He gets to the podium after this game, and he says, well, not too much to say after that one. So there's really not too much to say. Oh, Really? You lose a second straight home game to start the season for the first time since 1975, and there's not much to say about it? I mean, I can't believe people still stand for this stuff. Like,
1: it was fine when you were winning Super Bowls and going to the playoffs every year. That's not happening anymore. He doesn't have to answer anyone, Greg. He doesn't have to answer anyone. He's Bobby Knight. He's Mike Shashevsky. He's, you know, omnipotent. Is that the word? Yeah, I'm nipping and You got it right. No, he's, he's well done. It's, and we're just uh, some Yahoo college time. 25 and 28 since Brady left. That's what they are now. And he's allowed to get up and say there's not much to say about not, that. There's no, really. not much to say. I'm about that.
5: glad he brought that up because when Bill came out and said that the other day, i like, you got to be kidding me.
1: How's that for accountability? Well,
5: Unbelievable. Really? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I just sort of uh, tuck it in the back of my head. And I'm like, okay, Bill's going to be in capital P, P-9 mood. Here you go. It's a nothing to talk and nothing to see here when the the opposite is obviously true. There's a ton to talk about. There's more questions to ask. It's just not those aren't the ones that he wants to answer. Because
1: they're about him and wh- what's happening uh, with his team. So we continue with your thoughts, I promise. Long commercial-free segment comes your way right after these words. Don't go on into- org.
6: There's a light on with Mac Jones, man. I think so. There's a light on. Just need to get him some he gets more the, skill players he, around him. In terms of seeing the field, you know, like Zach Wilson saying he's seeing the field better. I mean, Mac knows exactly where the ball needs to go. He gets it out fast. He gets it out fast. He's not holding on to it and making right. dumbass plays. Around right. He's yeah. he's just he he's hitting his back foot and boom. The question is, is who... Is he throwing to? Is going to make a play that's scaring you
1: right. to the point where there's no deep threat. There's no you know. There's nobody to take the top off the defense like we just said. Everything, not consistently. Everything's
5: short. Everything's out. You know, Hunter Henry over the middle. Gusecki. Um, you, you not enough from Andre. Yeah, you maybe. can see the Bill
1: O'Brien at factor. I think is, it's uh, is paying dividends. It's definitely better. I mean, it'll- That's rich Eisen gushing about Mac Jones. Now, this is taking it too far. I mean, I don't know how you look at Mac Jones through the first two games and say, There's a light on
6: with Mac Jones, man.
1: I mean, little much. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I mean, I think this game shows that it's hard to There's tell. There's a light on
6: with Mac Jones, man.
1: I mean, as far as I would go is that that game wasn't about him. And he did the best he could. But to sit and watch Mac Jones and say, well, that's the guy. Look There's at that. a light on with Mac Jones, look man. Look at that, man. Look, I mean, that's the guy. Like, how could you do that? I think at best you're saying it's still inconclusive. Uh, and I don't think this game was about him, and I think he did a decent job. All that. But I'm not sitting here going, wow, man, look at this guy. No, that's still just a guy until he proves otherwise, or they give him the chance to prove otherwise. But that won the game for it. All right, back to your calls here as promised. Here is Joe in Rhode Island. Go ahead, Joe. Hey guys. Um, Greg, I was wondering, you know, I was watching
6: uh Cole Strange, uh, especially the first sack he gave up. I mean, it looked to me like he wasn't even
4: looking at the linebacker. Um, is he is he like really that bad? Okay. How do you feel about Cole Strange? No, I don't think he's that bad. Now, I mean, he's just missed so much time. I mean, he was out after like the first practice of training camp. And you know, on that play, um, so, so Mac identified the other linebacker. You know, so the Patriots identify a line when Mac points out a linebacker. That means the line is responsible for the four down linemen plus that linebacker if he comes. Now, I don't know what the rule is like, because the back went in motion. Another one of these Dolphins motion plays. Uh, um, uh, a, the Patriots sent a guy in motion. The Dolphins linebacker went, leaving only one linebacker. So I think it's supposed to change to that linebacker. But Cole just completely ignored him. And it was like I think I timed it. I think it was five oh. seconds for Mac to get sacked on that play.
1: Okay, so but back to But this. I don't think he's
4: no I don't Are you think worried he's about Cole Strange? Not at
1: this point. I need to see more. I am. <laughs> I didn't ask you. Josh and Holden. Go ahead, Josh. Hey guys. Um my question's a little bit more about the offseason. If the if the Patriots don't make the playoffs, never mind like if they're five or six wins, but if they have eight or nine wins and don't make the playoffs, does Robert Kraft allow Bill Belichick to spend free agent money again this offseason, similar to Bloom? Okay, so, uh, Greg, do you think that, well, just
4: that question. Well, I think we've talked about this before, and I wrote a column. In the offseason, you know, looking at a lot of, I guess we could say, decisions that they haven't made. The Patriots, and you know how much money. I think they have like $115 million in cap space right now. They don't have that many veteran signs, they have a ton of free agents. They haven't given out extensions to Kyle Duggar, Mike Wenu, Hunter Henry. They haven't done any of that stuff. They have to decide on Mac Jones's fifth year option this coming offseason. And you just look at the totality of it, and it makes you think, or at least it did me at the time. Is there some sort of agreement between Kraft and Belichick that basically they met after the season? Bill took the blame of what happened this past year. I know the Krafts were pissed about what happened last year. Did Bill say, look, that was my bad. Um, I'm going to correct it. We're going to bring in Billy O'Brien, and we're going to move forward. And did Kraft say, okay, fine, yep, you get a mulligan. You've earned that. But here's the deal. You can't touch... 2024 you have to leave we'll see you're on you're on a year-to-year basis at this point and maybe even bell you know c- combined with the chris sims thing saying a year or two for belichick maybe bill has said you know Crab, bill uh robert i'm basically on a year-to-year basis right now my problem with and this is, is just like yeah. right, you gotta leave the decisions for somebody else if, you, if we decide not to move forward
1: my problem with that is it makes it sound like it's pure football strategy or Uh, organizational strategy versus an owner just not wanting to spend money and that lets an owner off the hook which i don't do they're not spending money so that's fine but i I mean i'm just trying to explain how the
4: patriots have made no decisions about the future of this franchise at this point and we are now almost at the end of september in 2023 and they basically haven't done anything about 2024
1: i mean mike it could be you ever work for a company that says we're not spending this year well, sure, yeah, but, but... Why couldn't it be as simple as that? It could, be. could when be. No one ever starts with the most simple
5: answer. No, but it could be both, too, which is to say that if Bill goes, he
1: also wants the flexibility of it. They're not going to spend zero of it. I understand. I just think that that's letting a company off a hook sure. for not spending. And that's where I always start, and it sometimes gets me in trouble. What, what I'm curious about is, are they going to continue to do what they do in August in training camp, Greg, when it's obvious... That they're not going to be ready to start the year, and they're not ready to start the year, and every year they're digging out of a hole. Again, this year it's zero and two. Last year it was one and three. The year before was one and three and two and four. The Cam Newton year was two and five. They don't do anything in August. They don't do anything at training camp. They don't play in the games. And and you say it in August every year. How could they possibly be ready to go? And they're not ready to go. And it's like the team needs confidence. It needs some momentum. It needs to get. It needs to feel good about itself and hopefully build on something versus constantly digging out. Whether it's in an individual game, which they do on a feel like weekly basis, or out of a season. I mean, are, are they ever going to put in some
4: work in August again? I well, I think there's an NFL wide correction coming next off. It's worse I here think than most places. It is, but I think you know you heard Sirianni after Week One when his offense was. Not good against the Patriots. And he talked about, yeah, we're going to play more next year. I think we have seen it. the I mean, look at the Bengals, the start that they've gotten off to the last two years with Joe Burrow not doing anything in the offseason. Even Joe Burrow said, you know, when your quarterback doesn't practice, like it's hard to get off to a fast start. And I think this is across the board. The offenses, the offensive line across the league have not been good to start this season. They're
0: starting too slow. And I Join think Planet we're going to see if get the correction. PF Black Card. Access 2,000 plus locations and bring a friend. One dollar down, twenty four ninety nine a month. Join in club or online and get the PF Black Card today. See club for details. B-Pod Studios.
5: The Felger Mass Podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: Now, the show you'll be talking about.
1: That was not me having an arm.
2: In therapy.
1: Socks. Socks. Stop. Stupid socks.
2: It's Felger and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, The Sports Hub.
6: Dunga by Lois stands in the pocket by his lonesome three and a bunch left. Waddle with Mostert and Berrios. Smythe and Hill to the right. Paco Ballo takes the snap. Throws it right. is caught by Hill at the goal line. In front of Kyle Duggar. down Miami.
3: One of the easiest drives you'll see all weekend.
6: And the Dolphins leave 11 seconds to spare as they celebrate in the end zone, stretching their lead to
1: 16-3. And you got picked apart
5: by everybody until you get down inside the five. Then you give it up an easy one to Hill. this isn't even about... Motion or speed, I mean, it's just off. You're,
2: you're not even jamming him. He's 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 on the line of scrimmage inside the five. It's got to be a quick throw, and you've got no jam on it. The most dynamic receiver, you don't jam it.
1: Yeah, I just respectfully disagree with uh, Zoe on that, and nothing with motion or speed. There was a motion action, which is usually on every snap with Miami. They sprinted some guy out to the sideline, exposing Duggar one-on-one with Tyree Kill with inside leverage, and he didn't stand a chance. I think that was a scheme. I mean, as much as you know, Tyree Kills makes it happen, but no, you got picked apart by the scheme. And that was, again, coming out of a ready-for-play after a replay where they had to run off 10 seconds, and they were going to wind the clock as soon as the ref gave the signal. So it's like, bang, ready, who's go, who's ready to go? And they pantsed you. And so, uh, I, I, Greg, I, I sort of look at the scheme, too. I feel like Mike McDaniel and Fangio sort of picked these guys apart. No question.
4: I mean, I look, I think, you know, one team came in aggressive with a plan
1: to take it to the other team. And it definitely was not the Patriots on either offense or defense. And you made an interesting point about their defense that I just want you to reset about how they're playing defense now, especially against the good teams. They just they they basically play the su- surrender defense.
4: You know, Patriots fans will glob on to bend, but don't break. But, you know, to me, it's surrender. It was the same thing against the Bills last year, especially the game here, where it's just like they're trying not to get blown out. Like, you know, and I understand. The thinking is let's get it to the fourth quarter. But – and, you know, us winning in the margins will come through. You know, those, those days are over, you know, when you're at uh, – you're so talent deficient, especially on offense. Like, they just – with Josh Allen and now this Mike McDaniel offense – They are just, I mean, three safeties deep in the middle of the, if you have two safeties deep in the middle of the field, you are basically begging the other team to run on you three in the middle of the field. I mean, you're that, that is basically a prevent defense. We're just trying to keep you, you know, from scoring touchdowns. Like, you know, just don't score 60 yard touchdowns. I mean, it's a joke. The Patriots didn't, they didn't dictate anything. They got dictated to both on uh, offense and defense, you know, they're in a bad way right now. I mean, thank goodness Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I mean, you know, if that happened, if, if if I could see Bill sitting back against Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and all these guys, I mean, you'd be looking at all the rest of the teams in your division, the Patriots are just like, we're just trying to hold you under 30
1: points. That's all we're trying to do. That's the best we can do. And they have players on defense. So instead of trying to make a play, dictate something, or, as you just said, or... Um, you know, affect something. It's all just laying back, mm-hmm. just laying back. Hope they make a mistake. Try and get them to kick a field goal. Get it to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, mean, I what's never. What's the point of drafting all these guys? Right. And paying what's all the these point guys of... if that's what you're doing?
4: Right. What's the point of beefing up your defense if you're just going to play three deep safeties and keep everything underneath? I mean, you could go out there with an undrafted free agent and do that. You know, beef up, beef up your pass rush, beef up, beef up your cornerbacks. Spend some money on offense for a change. You know, if you're just going to play defense like that in your own freaking division, that's four games. Where now they're not even going to try to play defense yet. All uh, all the money they spend goes on defense. All the high first three picks in this year's draft with the defense. Why? So Keon White could watch guys run around him. So Marte Mapu could you know play deep safety and keep things in the middle of the field. I mean, at least Gonzalez made some plays in this game. But has his play been overrated? I mean, I've seen the PFF grade. People
6: keep retweeting that. Now, having looked at it, is it? I mean, Gonzalez.
1: so what uh, for those of us he's, who, he's, are on Twitter, what are you talking about?
6: Uh, I mean, people, they say who's yeah. tweeting
1: the PFF grade and what's the grade?
6: I mean, everybody. He's like third best in the league right now through two games.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you know, he's done a good job,
4: but I mean, it's not like he's had the opportunity. I mean, it's not like he's out there playing zero man against, you know, AJ Brown and Tyree kill the whole game. They're not doing that. They're scheming. up. Like I said, they're just playing prevent defense. They're just trying to hold on to these games in their own division. And that's four games a year now. Where they're just like, don't hurt us too bad.
5: I mean, to your point, th- this is the ultimate coach. It's still like you have Brady. Let's just keep the other guy under 30. And totally. our, co- our quarterback will make up the difference and we'll win the game. So now look, I, I'm not surprised they played it this way. I thought that was exactly how he was going to do it. Especially when he answered the question last week. And he said, if you blitz this guy and you have people upfield and no one to cover, you're going to give up 60
1: yard touchdowns. It's definitely not a surprise, but... They built the team for that side of the ball just to play back. That's counterintuitive. I mean, against a team like Miami, yeah. Uh, I mean or Buffalo. But if you're gonna spend money on that side of the ball, go I mean, look at look at Pittsburgh. I was just gonna say that. Last night. I mean, turnovers, change of field, sudden changes, like big plays, and now you risk giving up a big play, but you know, if you're going to devote your resources to that side of the ball, they have to win you the game.
5: Mike, I'm not sure Belichick's on the cutting edge with defense anymore either. Bingo. Right? The, the way the defense is played in the league now is losses, right? Turnovers and, and negative plays. That's how you stop opponents. You get sacks, you get seven-yard losses, tackles for loss, or you turn it over. There's no stopping anybody on drives anymore.
4: Did you ever, outside of that that play that I talked about, the third down to open up the second half, did you ever see Tua be anything other than absurdly decisive with the ball? I mean, he was getting rid of the ball. I think it was I think his average time was 2 seconds. That means he's looking at it and be like, this is a joke. This is easy. Pitch a cat, I just go back. I mean, normally what you what happens is with a team like this, they will shift coverages. But they were just like, no, we're too afraid. We're we're going to have a bust. Everybody talked about, oh, the Patriots are so much faster now on defense. Really? Did you see that the other night?
1: I didn't. Uh, Real quick, here's Bones. He's been hanging on for a while. Thanks for hanging, Bones. What do you got?
0: Uh, How much longer until Belichick gets fired? I really don't think he's a good coach anymore. This guy gets so many excuses.
1: He's the GM in all his Fanboys talk about is oh he has no help he has no
0: help but he builds this thing pile of crap.
1: Okay, how much longer? I'll just stop you. Thank you, Bones, for hanging on. I mean, I, I the hot seat I think begins if they lose this week, and, and I don't mean like he's fired this season. He's not gonna get fired in the season, but I think it becomes on the table. To me, it takes a really bad year for him to get fired. How how do you define really bad? To me, it's five and twelve. You know, that's sort of where the conversation starts. Five and twelve. If they start out 0 and 4, 5 and 12 is suddenly on the table. That's just how I look at that. If the if the if the two Jets games aren't automatic wins and they start out 0 and 4, then you go to D- Dallas. You know, and that happens, and then players start to let go of the rope and don't come back from injuries and we know how that goes. And so I think this is sort of like a season that's uh, this is a game this week that starts that ball rolling.
4: Yeah. Let me let me give the other side of the coin here because I have been, you know, somewhat negative today and the team is 0 and 2. You know, sorry to be negative about that. But, you know, the other side of the coin is, all right, look, they're getting a break. It's it's Zach Wilson. And even though they had two tractor pulls against the Jets, I mean, if, if Mac Jones doesn't get that roughing the passer call, which was iffy, they lose that game. The Jets stupidly punted to Marcus Jones. No, no, no. The, game the, here. the
1: Pats and the Jets are even up and down the field. Yep. The Jets are probably better except for the quarterback position. Yep. So, I mean, that so, is what it is.
4: All right. They go to the metal and, and and win. That gives them a little confidence. I mean, in most years, this is one of these Patriots, you know, thirty five right. to seven, yeah. like you know, keep scoring to make you know, Bill inflates it. Get right. Yep. Get right game. And that gives you some confidence going into Dallas and you know, look, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy has some issues, game operations. Dak Prescott has some issues. Good luck blocking Micah Parsons, but you know, look, they get healthy on the offensive line. All of a sudden, they have all their guys, Cole Strange, Michael Iwena, have a couple of weeks under their belt. Now, all of a sudden, what we talked about before the season, that the offensive line could be a strength for this team. Now they start to roll. They're they're running. They can incorporate play action. You know, all of a sudden, they're they're doing some things, and they go down to Dallas, and they win. All right? Now, all of a sudden, everybody's pants yeah. off, and, and you know, like, here they are. They're back. and It's
1: home New Orleans, and now yep. it softens. And, yes, I totally think that that's in the balance. Mm-hmm. But 0-3 starts it going the other way, and now we're talking about something else, and we are talking about Belichick legitimately, I think, uh, in peril. Let's do 10 questions with Bedard right after these words. Sub.
2: Belger and Maz continues on the Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do
5: you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, which way it would go?
2: Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Pedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right,
1: time for our weekly feature with the big boy. 10 questions around the league in 10 minutes. We've got to stay on time. Jimmy, what are our buzzer options? Dennis the Cat. Thank you very much. That was an obvious one.
0: (laughs) Quora could replace Kim
1: Bloom. Okay, you know who Kim Bloom is. Guess who Dennis the Cat is. Go ahead.
0: You know people are coming up from behind you. They're going to whack it out every time. They're going to whack it out.
1: Wow, Danny, I never knew. Go ahead. Belichick throwing that flag reminds
5: me of an old guy at the home that they got their jello. He got the wrong jello.
1: You know what I'm saying? Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Excellent. (laughs) This is the
3: Minnesota Vikings play-by-play guy.
1: Jefferson
6: working Stefan Gilmore again. Just work him right to the nub, okay?
1: Okay. Interesting. That's how they roll there.
6: This referee, Dre Blake, I hope you never come back again.
1: Oh, that's a little strong. Last one. Cox played. I saw Cox on the field. <laughs> again, that was probably in Buffalo. Hit it. Cox played. I saw Cox on the field. What did you make of Kenny Chesney ringing the bell? How do you feel about that whole new thing? So...
4: This is just going to be Kraft servicing himself every week? Yep. Is that what we're doing here? Yep. Okay, great. Elton John next Meek Mill the week after. That's exactly what crossed my mind. I wanted to vomit.
5: Can we at least have, like, New Englanders or Bostonians?
4: Hog, Hannah, Steve Grogan. like oh,
5: good. Somebody. Even better. Former Patriots. Perfect.
1: No, no, no. We yeah. got to have... Jules? No. Robert's fancy friends are going to ring the bell up there we, every week. You'll eventually Chesney. get it.
6: That's the thing. It's a Seriously. massive drop-off from Brady to this corny dork. But you should go through Patriots greats before you get to no, rich friends no, of Robert. No,
1: no, no. We're going to see just how important Robert is... And how cool his friends are. That's why that thing is up there. That's why you build a Schmenzer, to show everybody your Schmenzer. That's the whole point. I want Goodell. Oh, he's coming. He'll be next Hit it. Dennis the cat. If you who's, who's she talking about, people? If you could take <laughs> that one player, me
4: up. I was listening.
1: I, I was <laughs> Unbelievable. If you could take one player off the Jets roster and give him to the Patriots, who would it be?
4: In the Patriots' current state, no, n- no question. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. It's obvious it's right? Garrett Wilson. Yeah.
5: Although I, mean, I did think about one of their tackles. I can't <laughs> lie to you. It crossed my mind.
4: They suck, too. And Becton's no good? Uh, he's good. He just can't stay on the field. They got Dwayne Brown, too, don't he they? He stinks, too. He's, Does he? he's hurt all the time. I mean, he used to be good. We'll stick with yeah, Garrett Wilson next. A long time could
0: replace Kim Bloom.
1: Okay. Who is the most fraudulent 2-0
4: team in the league? Falcons. At least Washington has a defense. Desmond Ritter's terrible at quarterback.
5: Atlanta. It is as much as I'm re- reluctant to say it because I told you I thought Atlanta was going to win that division, but it's by default because the division stinks.
6: Same division, but it's the Saints. They've won their two games by a combined four points, and it's against the Titans at home in that suckbag Panthers team
4: with a rookie quarterback. By the way, you know the Saints are coming in here. I think it's ten straight games they've gave, given up uh, less than twenty points. No on way, defense. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll go well against
5: no, this offense. Entertaining <laughs> afternoon. Better, better fix the line by then. Next. Jefferson,
3: working Stephon Gilmore again. Just work him right to the nub, okay?
1: Sorry, who's the best 0-2 team in the league? Bengals.
5: Yeah, Cincinnati. Unless Burroughs hurt, then the whole thing changes.
6: It's the Chargers. Their losses have been by a combined five points, and they've lost mostly because their defense can't hang on to a lead, and it sucks. Next.
0: You know people are coming up from behind you. They're going to whack it out every time. They're going to whack it out.
1: Give me a preseason take a prediction you had that hasn't aged well through two weeks. The Jets go into the playoffs, of course, with Rodgers. I thought Cleveland was gonna
5: suck and their defense is pretty good. I mean, and you know, and, and uh, I mean, there's a there's talent on that team. The Browns are going to be better than I thought.
6: Bengals in the Super Bowl? I don't see it. Joe Burrow's not right. He's not right with that ankle injury. He's skittish against the blitz, and that division's too tough. I figured they'd be the one seed, and ain't looking that way right now.
1: Mine was how prolific uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers offense was going to be. How it's already passed you, and I watched them play football, and I they might be one of the few offenses that's actually worse than you. And they do have the talent. I mean, Pickett. I guess we don't know, but it's that. Greg. I know you've talked about it in the past. That stinking offense they run is a freaking joke. Mm-hmm. What? Well, what are they? What are they doing there?
4: I don't know. I couldn't believe that Mike Tomlin brought him back. This it's year. Mike Matt, Canada. Matt Canada. Yeah, it's goodness. So gimmicky. If you think the Patriots' offense is bad, that's
1: worse. Oh, it is worse. I it, thought they turned it over to Patricia and Judge. It is worse. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were ready to light it up. They blow on offense. Mm-hmm. So that's when that has an age. Well, next. Cox played. I saw Cox on the field. Give me your list of the biggest toolback quarterbacks of your lifetime and stop when you get to Zach Wilson. I know Jimmy's going to kill me on this because this is sort of his expertise,
4: toolbag quarterbacks. I have Ryan Leaf, Johnny Manziel, Derek Carr, that fraud, and Zach Wilson. You're Jim- missing one.
1: Jeff George, Bingo. Jay Cutler, Bingo. Oh, Ryan
4: Cutler. Leaf, Zach Wilson. And
5: I i, I did say, because, again, you, you have to – there's got to be some kind of hype around you, or you have to – Yeah, have right. you a, can't be a
1: third-string tool. Right, right. it's got to right.
5: be, you know, you a know, high pick or something like that. But Zach Wilson's got Hall of Fame potential in the Toolbag Hall of Fame.
6: He makes the Mount Rushmore. It's Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, uh, and then uh, Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah. So, Cutler, yeah, I you know – Cutler was a tool bag over a, a decade. Oh, yeah. No, no. He was special. It, it, was, it was a reign of tool baggery. Zach Wilson's just scratched the surface. He's, he's got to stay in the league and be this much of an a-hole for 10 years, and then he reaches Jay Cutler. I think Jay Cutler is the... the, the Top of Mount Rushmore. I'm telling you, Jeff George,
5: Jay Cutler, and uh, Zach Wilson all have something in common. I don't think
4: Jeff George was a tool bag. I Guess think he, he was, was just an a hole.
5: Massive tool, tool bag. Massive, massive tool. They f- all had great arms.
6: I factor in the play on the field. I mean, he made the playoffs before. These and other it, guys are also he has a freaking rifle
5: meathead idiot. Next, Billichick throwing that flag reminds me
1: of an old guy at the home that they got their Jello. He got <laughs> the wrong Jello. You know what I'm saying? have <laughs> thoughts. Speaking of tool bag quarterbacks, what do you make of Aaron Rodgers and in, uh, intimating he could return this year from his ruptured Achilles? No way. Plus,
4: they're not even going to be in the playoffs, so I don't know what he's rushing back for. This year? <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 ah, good luck. Let me know when you get the boot off in February.
6: That's right. The Jets are going to be way out of it by the time he'd be healthy, so they'll still be here next year. We'll see you in 2024.
1: Don't you think he's just saying it to hopefully have those... Players in the locker room keep some faith. Yeah. No shot. To pay for. He's got no shot. Next,
0: Dennis the Cat.
1: Who is she talking about again? Who should be the starting quarterback for the Jets right now? Who should Who should be the guy?
4: Should be Tom Brady. But in reality, damn straight, that's the right answer. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner Minshew. He was great this weekend for the Colts. Delivered a victory. I don't know why I wanted him here instead of Cam Newton. Why doesn't somebody give Gardner Minshew a real chance?
5: I'm gonna pick someone realistic. Matt Ryan should be Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan should be the quarterback of the Jets.
6: It should be Tom Brady. That ownership thing still
1: hasn't even gone through. So it's Brady. Tom Brady. Brady is the answer. Next. Cox played. I saw Cox on the field. If you're a Browns fan, should you be frightened with the way Deshaun Watson has looked?
4: Yes. He's been terrible and it now sort of enhances Bill O'Brien's resume that he was I mean, he got Deshaun Watson to play at a all-pro level. Remember when he came in here? with the Texans and the Patriots had no clue how to defend them and so i don't know Stefanski can't figure out how to use him O'Brien could
5: yeah you should be concerned absolutely they got big money sunk into the position and if their quarterback play doesn't improve they're still in the same spot
6: no you should be depressed cuz it's over with this guy i can't believe it and as i put in the email to you guys this morning i figured being away from football and not getting hit for 2 years you'd come back fresher and still all right it's like he's never played the position bad footwork he's inaccurate He's slower, he's dumber, terrible decision-making. And it, the other thing, he's lost his mind. When's the last time you've ever seen two face-match penalties against a quarterback yeah, in I one know. game?
1: Crazy. Like So
6: he's lost his mind off the field, but on it, too? That thing's
1: done. So it's that, over. That's it. Done. I, I think he looks like garbage. <laughs> Next. Quora could replace Kim Bloom. Last one. What coach across the league needs to be fired right now? And are there any more than one? Is it is it a list of two or three or just one? Who? Brandon Staley, no question to Obviously. me. I mean, he has the most talented quarterback
4: in the league. I love Justin Herbert. And he's supposed to be a defensive genius, and his, and his defense is 32nd in yards and 30th in points. And you know what I discovered researching Brandon Staley? His record to this point, so this is his third season, he's 19 and 17, including 0 and 2 this year. Bill Belichick over the same point, 18 and 18. Which brings us to the second name on the list.
5: Bill Belichick. No. Brandon Stanley right and Bill Belichick. Right yes. now. Yes, right now. Right yeah. now. He didn't fire right I, now. Yes, why are you surprised? I said I would fire him three years ago. Right now. Yeah. Out. Oh, bye. Done. Same See me, you later.
6: Same answer is, Maz. Is this going to get better? It's not. So he's got to go.
5: It should have already happened. The only reason it hasn't happened is because of that stupid. shit. should have record. happened
1: three years ago, Maz. Well, okay, two. After the Cam Newton year? Well, one. Well, No, one, it, no. in, retras- in
4: retrospect, yes. Yes, they should have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kraft should have said, Tom, what do you want? And if he said, I want Bill gone, oh, I oh, want oh, Josh oh. to be
1: head coach. No, no, no. Four years ago, so I'm, sorry, I'm just confusing the years. When Brady was walking out the door, that's fine. That's fair.
4: Yeah, in hindsight yeah. now, Kraft should have been like, Tom, whatever you want. Yep. Who do you want as coach? You can do whatever you want. Whatever. Fine.
5: Okay, but I'll tell you what. I'll even build in the cushion because Bill is Bill. So, so, Last year was a fireable offense. You bet. Last year was a fireable offense. So do it now?
1: Offense. Do it today on the off day? Sure.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm for it. Same see, answer. See you
1: later. Staley
6: and Belichick out. What, I'm going
1: to
5: cry?
6: Save the season.
1: Okay, there you go. Turn All it right. over to Mayo and O'Brien. Back to your thoughts right after these words.
2: We're back with more Belger and the-
1: Right back to calls with Greg Bedard, Sean and Salem. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's the same story with this team. Scoreless first quarter again, playing from behind with conservative game plan. You know, they have six first quarter touchdowns in their last 47 games. That's crazy. And you look this year, Mac
3: Jones has completed, completed 66 passes. Two have gone for 20-plus
0: yards. That's 3%. If you need to score, I mean, if you need 10 plays to score every time, you get the ball, you're not going to win in this league, period. And you have no speed, which means no yards after to catch, you can't break away defense, you can't even get pass interference calls to bail you out. So, you know, Bill has shown that the front office is more important than coaching, so get used to it. It's his 50th year in the league next season, he's breaking the record, you got lacrosse coming, all things that are all financially beneficial to
1: him, and that obviously matters more than what happens on the field. Okay, well, so I think you're saying that Maz and Murray's desire to have Bill fired by uh, dinner tonight is not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I just read this on Ben Volen wrote this at some point this year. The uh, quarterback Mac Jones has thrown an NFL high 96 pass attempts and has had exactly one completion of 25 plus yards. Mm-hmm. And that was a little swing pass to where Mondre Stevenson. And he turned league up the one. Field. Do you remember this? Yes. And then they tried the exact same play on the last drive and he got caught for a two yard gain because the Eagles were ready for it. But I remember the exact play he's talking about. He's thrown the most pass attempts in the league has only one 25 plus play. And it was a swing pass to the running back. The longest completion to a wide receiver in two games is a 23 yarder to DeMario Douglas. Right. And now, and now that leads to the, the, the next comment, which is, and Bill won't even play the kid. So, like, I've never been a big play guy, but meaning, like, you need to, we take the top off the defense and all that. I've usually railed against that. This Patriots team takes it too far. Well, so you need chunk plays, Mike. What we were saying
5: earlier about the way they play defense is exactly how you should play them. You make them just go down the field. Give them all the six- and seven-yard passes they want because it's going to take them 12 or 13 plays to score, and they can't do it.
1: Cam in, the car. The Cam in the car, you're on. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hi. How you doing? Hi. Thanks
5: for taking my call. Two quick things. I was at the game last uh, two nights ago, and what a freaking Schmender eyesore of a thing that is. I mean, what a waste of money. But back, back, to, the, back to the Patriots. Bedard, not to piss you off in any way, shape, or form, but you've got to be freaking kidding me how the fact that we're 0-2 and none of it has to do with Mac Jones. You held the Philadelphia Eagles to nine points in the second um, second, third, and fourth quarter total, and yet you still couldn't come back with the win. At halftime, two nights ago, the score was seventeen to three. You're always coming up. You're always digging yourself a hole, and you're always coming back from behind. Okay. And I'm sorry, mediocrity is not going to be able to come out of that hole and win the game for you.
1: <laughs> uh, discuss the mediocrity of. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you know. They don't have a. They don't have a meritocracy down there.
6: It's a mediocrity. They
1: have a mediocrity. Yeah. Down no, no, no yeah, no. yeah, it's a no. No, it's a metatocracy. Uh, so, I, not to put words in your mouth, Greg, you did put some of week one on Mac Jones. You put a lot of week one on Mac Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
4: but, you know, I thought there were plays to be made. There were also some plays to be made um, in this game. Namely, there was a um, <clears throat> a third down. Uh, wait, he threw late to Devontae Parker on the left. I forget. It, that might have been the third quarter. And um, he did, he just stared him down. He didn't look him off and didn't put a whole lot of heat on it like that was a you know a big minus that i had from there but you know look like i think i'm being consistent because i was the same same way with brady in 2019 like i didn't put a lot on brady i mean what is he supposed to do he has a line that can't block he's getting killed there were 20 pressures the week before there were 18 this week it's absurd he has no one to throw to He's got Juju Sanu. He's got Devontae Parker who gets just shoved out of bounds, which is just a bad look for a wide receiver. He's got two tight ends who, you know, okay, they're all right. Ordinary. Yeah, it's not like it's Gronk or anything like that. And, you know, yeah, let's just Mac, yeah, just just do it. Just because Brady couldn't do it in 2019. Why should Mac Jones have to do it now?
1: Brady did go twelve and four in twenty nineteen, but I yeah,
4: fraudulent point. eight and zero. We all knew it. He knew it. You know how they do down the stretch. Four
1: and four how and come three. he couldn't make plays to you know? If they had Brady, they'd be one and one or two and zero. Oh, but that's just, so it's a, that's just the wrong thing. But your general point applies. I, I think there's just I think there's too many things before you get to Mac Jones where you say it's about the quarterback.
4: What but, did Mac Jones have to do with them falling behind seventeen to three in the first half? He uh, didn't fumble. You know, he didn't let the Dolphins go right down the field. I mean, the Dolphins did whatever they wanted to in offense. You know, Bill kind of gets paid to do defense and construct a team. This is his team. It's his
5: doing. I mean, you know how I feel about Jones, okay? But, on the, you know, so far this year, I don't think there's too much to bitch about with the quarterback.
1: There's just too many things that are
5: more pressing. Exactly, yeah. And look, again, with me, as you know, it starts with the line. Their inability. They can't even run the ball, Mike. They can't run it.
1: They've had no running game. Forget the pass,
5: protect. They can't run the
1: ball. If they can't run the ball, they can't do anything. Long commercial-free segment is next with your calls.
2: Every day they work their hardest to give you the best show they can. I think that's rare. It's Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub.
3: I'm not giving up on the Patriots here yet either, too. The Patriots have shown that uh, Eagles, Dolphins, they weren't outclassed by either one of those football teams. Now, like we talked about, lack of playmakers a little bit, needing a you know, uh, and needing to play a little bit of a clean game, which I think you know the Patriots usually do when they'll get into that mode. But you know, Mac Jones interception, uh-huh. like just just d- don't throw it. You know, there was he had gotten Devonte Parker pushed up against the sideline. In fact, I think Parker was out of bounds. He got him pushed out of the sideline to that extent. And there has to be a point when you're in that delivery to go wait. My guy has no chance. I can't throw a back shoulder or a go route. And you just got to kind of abort mission, mid-throw or mid-gearing to throw, and throw it out of bounds. But he just throws it, nonetheless, Xavier Howard gets it. They're moving the ball at another time where they are kind of got things going. And that was when Bradley Chubb made one of the biggest plays we've seen him as a Dolphin. He comes behind Douglas, kind of knocks the ball out of his hand when the, the, uh, the Patriots are driving. And those proved to be you know, two big moments where, yeah, the Patriots had chance to get at least, let's say, six points on field goals, and they didn't get that. And, of course, that kind of changed the dynamic of the football game.
1: Chris Simms says he's not giving up on the Patriots, nor am I. Uh, Maz, are you? Have you given up? No, not yet, but I'm getting close. Murray?
6: Uh, if they lose this week, it's over. No, no, I didn't
1: ask that right now, today.
6: Oh, I mean, I thought they were going to be mediocre this whole year, so they're on the track I
1: thought they'd be on. I'm still confused. Have you given up on them? Yes. Okay.
6: Uh, but
1: that's, I mean, three years of this, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just all I was looking for. I have not. I mean, neither have I. Uh, obviously, this week changes everything. That's sure, why I, I agree with Murray. Like that's sort of obvious. If you can't even beat the Jets now without Aaron Rodgers, then what are you? And I think that that just that now that has a potential to snowball. I mean, uh, if you beat the Jets, I'll look at Dallas objectively and say you have a chance because uh, you have some momentum. If you lose to the Jets, like it's hard not to. It's hard to imagine you. Pull yourself up and now, win in Dallas and now zero and four. And now what's you know what's on the table? So I think it's a, this. This to me is the this is the must win game. But Greg, are you not giving up on them because Zach Wilson's on the schedule, or is there something else? Mm,
4: yeah, I'm just trying to think. If if Rogers was playing in this game and they were zero and 2 two, um, no, I wouldn't be giving up. I mean, I just think you know some of it is a little bit uh bad luck, you know, with what's gone on with the offensive line and, you know, I'm sure they thought they would get a winning with strange back a little earlier than they have. I mean, I I just think they have a chance to get healthy. I just I still think like, you know, the ceiling for this team, it might even be a little bit lower than I thought because of, you know, the shape that Smith Schuster's in. And, you know, you're hoping to get like really good production out of him. And I think there's very little chance of that right now. Um so Yeah, no, I I don't think – I just think that they – you know, overall they have some talent, especially on defense. Um, The offensive line can be good, and, you know, they get the running game going. That opens things up a little bit more. You know, I think they have a chance to be decent. I mean, would he just put it that way if Rodgers were playing this
5: week? I'd pick the Jets. I don't don't blame you. Yeah, given where they are right now. I mean, I don't know how you don't – so if that were the case, I'd be saying, "Uh uh-oh, you're 0-4. Because I think they're going to have their hands full with that Dallas defense next week. And, you know, again, I, I just don't have – I'll tell you, the one variable for me is that if somehow the offensive line comes together. If Trent Brown gets back out there and they can put someone at right tackle who's, you know, more than just a mailbox. And, you know, and they can stabilize and start running the ball a little bit, they'll hang in there. Mike, as much as we have marked, you know, the defense on some level, they've only given up. 49 points in the two games which isn't really 49 because of the philly game right 24 to miami and it was less than that against philly so i don't think the defense has been horrible i do think
4: i agree with mike though i think that's a little fraudulent you know i think both times the score dictated like people you know pulled back a little bit didn't keep the
1: pedal down like i don't think people can clutch on to the the score thing yeah and let's remember uh, Miami missed two field goals. So well, true. That's thirty.
5: Yeah, I'm just saying. But the the first 16 points weren't had nothing to do with Philly having its foot against the you know the gas pinned down or not. I mean, it was a you know a pick six and a turnover. So you got to wipe those out at, at a minimum. So I, I just I I still think they'll slow down the pace and hang around. But if that line doesn't come together, forget it. It's
1: over. I, I just think from much you know m- more macro broader sense. I've said it the whole offseason. I don't think the Patriots suck. I don't think they're going to suck. I think Belichick gives you a high floor. I think they're still going to beat up the bad teams. That has not changed. I've felt that way the entire time, and these two losses have not changed that. If they lose to the Jets, then that changes that. But I still expect them to get right against the bum quarterbacks and the bad teams, and I don't know what you consider the Saints or the Commanders, or the Colts, but I consider those teams and those quarterbacks still beneath you, and I still think Bill's good at punching down, and I do still think that he does stupidly, stupidly, plan for a soft opening and figure things out as they go, and improve as they go, and even through the last three years that have been disappointing, that's happened every year. Every year they've gotten off to a bad start, Every year they've figured it out against a softer schedule in the middle of the year. And then every year they petered out down the stretch. So I'm not talking about the peter out down the stretch yet. I'm talking about them steadying themselves in the middle of the year. And that's what I expect. I expect it to start this week against the Jets. They're going to get right. Who knows about Dallas? But then when you get to those New Orleans, you know, that sort of stretch of the schedule, they're going to get right and they're going to, they're going to steady themselves there which all that means is that I still think it, <laughs> they have a chance for a nice middling year or maybe even a moderately winning year. Uh, their ceiling after Sunday night to me is kind of cooked. I, I, don't, I don't know what the ceiling can be if you're not going to go one and one at home to start the year. But the floor, I still believe in their floor. I guess that's the, that's the bottom line. But, you know, even that stretch of games, like you said, when
5: they get to New Orleans, they get New Orleans and the Raiders. The next two are Buffalo and at Miami. I mean, then you're halfway through. It's like it's not. It's it's literally a two game stretch where it gets a little softer, and then you get the two best teams in the division back to back. They got you know. I, I just so do best, I don't so best that's two and two. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the schedule's as easy as everyone thinks in the middle. Oh, oh I don't favorite. think I don't
1: think it's easy at all. I think well, no, that Saints I, game is going to be tough. I'm yeah. just saying, there's some soft spots that they'll take advantage of. That's yeah. what I fully expect. They would have in the past. Yeah. All right, Greg, give me just a, a 60 seconds on the Jets here.
4: I I mean their defense. I I got to look at the film because Dallas like ripped through the Jets. I didn't think that was possible, and I don't even think that Dallas is all that good on offense. So I'm sure there's some things in there, uh, you know, on film that the Patriots can do. Of course, they don't have uh, C.D. Lamb or somebody like that. Uh, but you know, look, I, I think um, you know they're going to have to just rattle Zach Wilson, and they're going to have to you know turn him over and. You know, I think the Patriots are, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to them to be better on the offensive line this week. I would like to see Lowe move to right tackle, Trent Brown at uh, –
1: low at right tackle, Trent Brown back at left tackle, and I think they have a chance. Okay. I don't think by any stretch it's a blowout or it's going to be easy. I just am totally confident they'll win. Yeah, though
6: Jets are going to find a way to screw it up. It's going to be like one of those games from last year.
1: Bingo. Whatever. There's going to be a call a bounce of the ball, a turnover probably from Zach Wilson, something that is just at the end is going to go the Patriots' way. But I don't think uh, it, by any stretch is a blowout or it's like going to be quote-unquote easy. It's just Zach Wilson's going to Zach Wilson and the Jets are going to Jets at the end of the day. And you're going to vulture a win and then we'll see where we're at. I mean, that's just what I think. But none of that changes the big-picture direction of the team or where the team is or all the issues with the team, which we will continue to pick apart. As Greg departs, Greg, thanks for coming by.
4: Thanks, guys. See you, big
1: boy. Okay, we know why there's a lot of Bedard, a lot of us yammering. I know you had not had much of a chance to uh, weigh in, so you can do it now. Two open lines at 617-779-0985 to you after Big Jim Murray gets you updated. 90 seconds, no commercial.